This is Garney with Clear Life Combat. Today I get to talk to Sofia Nordeno, who will be competing at Submissions on the Shore, taking place March 19th at the Booker T World Gym Arena. So my name is Sofia Nordeno, and I train out of Hanu BJJ in California, San Diego. You like it out there in California? I love it. Coming from Sweden, where it's mostly winter, like nine months of the year, living here when the sun's constantly shining, I'm pretty happy. Yeah. <laughs> so whenever you were looking at places, I guess, how did you get from Sweden over to California? Was there other options or was California just the one that made the most sense? California was definitely the one that made the most sense. I came here for Worlds a couple of times and uh, just kept coming back to San Diego afterwards, so staying a little bit before and got a lot of good contacts, started to build a little reputation down here. So when I got the opportunity to move over here, I just jumped on that plane, never looked back. At what point did you start training? I have been training uh, for about 15 years right now. Uh, I started out in a small little gym in Sweden where we basically just did double legs and arm bars <laughs> all day long. Uh, and uh, started competing fairly quick as well and just loved it i was always into horseback riding and competing was like a big thing but when i found wrestling i just changed course of life and went 100 dedication into jiu-jitsu and then you got to a point where you decided hey if i'm gonna take the next jump i want to move to the states or how did that work so it was a couple of years when i thought back and forth i was working as a physiotherapist back home I had a um, good support from the Swedish national team in jiu-jitsu. So I was able to go and train and then uh, compete a lot in Europe. But I realized that if you want to be, like if you want to elevate and really become the best, you have to do this full time. Because there's a lot of good black belts out there in the world that just doesn't have to do the, the regular hustle, so to speak. So... That's why I came back here a couple of times and started to build like a network and finding that, no, I could actually live off this because it was a big decision, like leaving, first of all, my home country and then a full time job with a good career and just say, screw, ex oh, excuse me, my language just said, OK, let's just leave and see what happens. Let's go follow that dream. I get, what was the biggest? Was there any culture shocks or something like they really do that here in, in America versus back home? Oh, America is like elbows first, me, 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 <laughs> take place. Sweden is very much stand in line, wait for your turn, don't make eye contact with people. So just to come to California when your cashier is like, hi, how are you doing? It's like, oh, do I have to talk to people? Like, <laughs> that was definitely the biggest one. Does that and then to just like stand up for yourself, like, hey, here am I, this is me. <laughs> yeah. Does that translate to the jujitsu here as well? Yeah, definitely. Like, if you don't promote yourself, you're not going to be anybody. You have to kind of come in there and show yourself and jump around, go to different open mats, like broadcast your jiu-jitsu. I think that's a, that's a super thing, super big thing for me. And also something that I've been lucky enough to have good, like, gyms where they just say, like, no, we don't care if you train at other academies or if you teach at other academies, go do your thing. Just represent us when it's time to go to battle, which I really, really appreciate. Okay, so you're you're in the States now. How did you end up at Hondu BJJ? I actually, when I started, uh, when I moved over here and uh, trained, I trained under Alfredo Baroom. And Alfredo Baroom is also the professor who gave me my black belt four and a half years ago. 
Uh, but when the pandemic hit, they closed down the gym. And that was like my livelihood, right? Teaching yeah. privates, teaching classes. And Hanu opened their doors and said, hey, no strings attached. We have like small group training going. People still want to train. So Brandon, the guy that owns Hanu, one of the guys who owns Hanu, just said, come train and do your thing. And if you like it, you like it. And if you want to go back to Alfredo when everything kind of slows down, feel free to do that. We're just appreciative of having you here. And that kind of grew into something like organically that I felt I didn't really have that much competition training at Alfredo's, which why I also constantly like scooched around at other places trying to find good training. Mm -hmm. And Honda mm -hmm. provided that for that time. And I felt that it was time to kind of make a move. And that's when I switched to Hanu. So I've been with Hanu now for about three, two years, two and a half, two and a half, I would say. So what, what do you think about promotions like submissions on the shore that feature all female grapplers? I think that's super important. And especially because it's time for us women to show that we also have value, that we can also make a good fight card and we can get a lot of people watching us, which also comes back to our revenue, right? We can make money being full-time fighters. So especially um, Albert making the submission on the shore happening and basically grew it from small little promotions to this whole circuit that he has right now. Like I'm very grateful for him and the way he just opened the pathway. So Saturday, March 19th, Submissions on the Shore is going to be taking place at the Booker T World Gym Arena in Texas City. Okay, Sophia, have you been to Texas before? And what was your experience if you have? Uh, I've been there twice for Submission on the Shore. So I did the, I think the first promotion that promotion they had in Gaveston. I did a super fight over there for the title. So I took the title in the 135 division uh, by a triangle, triangle choke. And then we went back as a they had the team tournament when we were three girls. It was, was it a year ago, maybe mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, and we also took home the um, the team tournament. So having that success, are you pretty confident going into this? I'm always confident that my jiu-jitsu is awesome. <laughs> and sometimes I get slapped in my face and realize that I have stuff to work on. And sometimes I get lucky and I get my stuff going. I'm obviously a leg walker. Everybody knows that. I'm not a good takedown person. Like I don't do, I pull guard a lot. I give up positions for submissions and that's my style. And I'm never gonna, that's why I don't do IBJF that, that often and that well, because my game is very suited to this kind of situation setup when it's a lot about the submission. Even though this is going to be an ADCC rule set, which is a little bit different, but we still have those first three minutes without no points. And uh, I did ADCC trials 2015 and 17. And I actually went to Brazil for the ADCC 2015 because I won my trials. So I feel fairly confident in the rule set. I was going to ask about that rule set, how that's going to affect your game, because this is unique. You know, the other submissions on the shore, it was a different rule set. But this is really cool. And a lot of people are excited because this is a, a buildup right before trials. Are you going to go to ADCC West Coast trials? Because I have a Swedish passport, I can't do the trials over here. So we'll see. I know the trials is going to be in like Moldovia. And it depends a little bit on the whole Corona situation in Europe and the ability to travel. So I always keep the option open, you know, because of course I want to go back and well, we'll see. 
I'm going to keep that a little open until then. Yeah. So I get my. Yeah. You know, and I guess the main, the main difference in the, in the rule set is, yeah, like there's no points at the beginning. So you can just kind of go, go, go. It leads to more submissions, which kind of makes it, I would say more entertaining. Do you do, do you agree with that? Absolutely. We've been using it is easy rule set in Sweden since maybe seven or eight years back. So I'm very like familiar how to compete in that rule set. Like all the submission wrestling tournaments back home were always EDCC rule set because we live so close to Finland. Finland is a big affiliate of the ADCC Federation. So it's nothing new to me. I feel like I just have to like maybe speed up my submission attempt a little bit more. Yeah, to make it happen quicker. Let's talk a little bit about your Instagram. What is your Instagram name and how did you get that? So my Instagram name is Miss Grappling, M-I-S-S Grappling, just as one word. And because uh, I always been a very much scrambly, nogi girl, I just figured like grappling something would be a good one. And then, of course, I'm a miss. So <laughs> here we are, Miss Grappling. <laughs> I also have that same name on Facebook. So if anybody wants to follow my pages, I am Miss Grappling, both Facebook and Instagram. You know, being... You know, focusing on no gi, um, is that something that you look at in the future, like focusing more on gi? Obviously, you're a black belt, so I, I know you're, you're, you're well-versed and good, but um, is that something that you, you're going to focus on now? I know a lot of people are focusing on gi. I always try to stay, like, on both paths there because, first of all, I teach, like, a lot of gi classes, so I have to constantly keep evolving. If I'm going to keep my classes entertaining and good and stuff like that. So I never really go into 100%, though I'm just going to do nogi right now. If it's not maybe two or three weeks out of a tournament, but I know I'm going to do nogi, then I might take my gi off in the regular classes as well and just force people to do nogi with me. But I always stay on both paths. Like I never say, oh, let's just do this or just do that. Is there anything that the people in Sweden do better with jujitsu or teaching than uh, what you found over here? Mm. No, not really. Like, it's very different in Sweden because sports is not like a business. That's something that's government funded and it's usually cooperatives. So, like, clubs or academies are just made up out of people who is very devoted to the sport and they want to help out. They want to make things work. So, it's just very different. So, it's hard to compare them. Yeah. What is popular in Sweden as far as sports? Like, what's the most popular at the top? I would say soccer for sure. Everybody played soccer sometimes in their life. <laughs> you played as well? I played, but I was fairly afraid of getting the ball to me. I was a little bit on the thicker side, so I didn't like to run that much. So <laughs> it just didn't fit me that well. Yeah. And, and I think I'm a good team player. Like I'm very much an individual. And that I mean that makes sense with the grappling, you know. I guess the mindset when you go into that is a battle, you know, you against yourself and the best you can be, or like how do you approach a, a match? Yeah, like that's been a struggle for a long time to kind of find my own confidence that I can do this and uh, I don't have to rely on anybody else. Mm -hmm. I do realize now after been doing it for so many years that it do it is a team effort because leading up to the tournament, I am I have to rely on my teammates coming, training with me, making like providing good, safe training, but still hard without, you know, getting through injuries and stuff like that. So... 
Oh, I think I lost the topic. What was the question again? <laughs> oh, no, no, just about competing, you know, one-on-one. Is it you versus yourself? And you were talking about the teamwork aspect, which makes sense because, I mean, you have to trust your teammates. They have to show up so you have somebody to train with. Otherwise, you can't get any better. You can only get do so much by yourself. Exactly. And I feel like because I have that kind of environment with good teammates and I feel I can get I can get good training in, I'm always confident when I step on the mat that this is it. Let's see. This is the best version of me right now. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I get the be- better of them. Sometimes they get the better of me. I mean, the level is so high right now by the female black belts that you can't you got to be a little bit extra cocky stepping in there because if you're doubting yourself, you already lost. Mm-hmm. Can you sense that if you're going up against somebody who maybe has some doubts or you can just feel it or see it? Yeah, definitely. And, and I can see it in myself, too, because I remember the first time I fought against Bia Mosquita and I went into that fight thinking, like, let's just survive this. And my yeah. jiu was crap. And that was a big eye opener. Like, OK, I can't just go in there and think I'm going to lose. Like, I have to go in and literally believe that I'm going to I'm going to do me right now. And if I can break through and get my game going, then I'm going to win. So not to give up the opportunity right away, let them set the pace. I think that's super important. Set your pace in the match right away. What parts of your jujitsu and your game are you trying to work on? What do you want to improve? Definitely my stand-up. That is where I lack the most because I've been a guard puller since I started, even though Hanu's been helping me a lot with being more confident standing up because I have better training partners that will take me down, but gently so I don't freak out every time and also take time to kind of teach me how to do it. And then passing is always because I'm so comfortable on my back. I don't really want to be top playing, but that's something that I've really been putting time into. So I hope that I can broadcast this, this upcoming tournaments that I have going. You know, besides submissions on the shore was taking place March 19th. Do you have anything else scheduled where you're going to be fighting or competing? So I just fought this weekend at Art Suave Elite and took on the 145 belt. And they're having some more promotions coming up. So if anybody's listening here and wants to challenge me, uh, we can do gi or no gi. Please hit me up because I'm looking for female black belts around 135, 145 that wants to come and challenge me at the Art Suave Elite promotion. Uh, and then after the week after the mission on the shore, I am going to... Philadelphia, and I'm actually doing a charity event called Subout Domestic Violence, and I'm going to fight Trinity Pun. I think you talked to her the other the other day or the other week mm-hmm. and do like a charity event fight. Is that important for you to do stuff like that, like the charity work? Yeah, I think it is, and especially because that's something that I really hold close to my heart. I think it's important that we females start talking up and not taking too much bullshit anymore, like stand up for ourselves, be... Own, own up towards the males, especially maybe in our community too, because it's so male dominant dominant, and it's easy to kind of get lost if you're not kind of know how to stand up for yourself, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. You know, going in and taking a match with Trinity Pun, you know, I talked to her, but I had to wait till she got out of school. She goes to public school. You know, for you, I guess, you know, why would you accept that, that match? Do you know, you need, you know what I mean? Just like she's uh-huh. young and just like, you know, at her rank and everything. But it makes sense for her. But does it make sense for you to accept that match? And why would you take it? Well, I think it's important that if the opportunity is there, it's for a good cause. Like, she's an amazing fighter. So let's go get it. Like, 
of course, I believe that I'm a little bit better and that I can beat her, but we're going to figure it out. And if not, we're going to figure it out in Texas because she's on the same card as, <laughs> as well. So <laughs> We'll figure it out. So getting to the bottom of this, 100%. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Sometimes I think that it doesn't matter. For me, it's not an effort to go fight. I feel fairly confident that I'm going to go fight and I'm going to be safe and I'll tap if I need to tap and I go back to training the day after. And if she wins, then something I got to have to go home work on. And if I win, okay, well, that's it. Let's go home and again, keep growing. There's no ending to this, right? We right. just got to keep hustling. What goals do you have for your career? Uh, I'm hoping that I can do this like full time. No extra side hustles. Maybe someday opening a gym or being a part of a gym, like part owner would be cool. But for now, I'm just trying to like build a lot of contacts. Like I teach at five or six different gyms here in San Diego, wow. trying to find where do I what where do I want to be? What are the the like setup and the models of the different schools that I wanna promote? Yeah, that's a lot. You know, teaching at five or six different gyms, and I guess you mentioned at, at your gym, hey, they're co they're cool with that. Just like do what you got to do, right? Yeah, and I think it's again, it's important because everybody in my gym already knows what I'm doing. You know, how to kind of defend it now, uh, which is good. I need to develop other stuff, but also to go around and then sharing who what I do and get something else back from them. Like, mm -hmm. oh, this is how we train and this is how we do it. It's like, you know, it's almost like the CrossFit of Jiu-Jitsu. Like you cross-train a little here and there. You get some new stuff going. You use other muscles. So you have to think a different path. Some trainings are really physical. Some others are more technical. Like you get the whole package and then you find out what works for you. I was going to ask that if you're able to learn from these other gyms or just from people. And you, I guess you can even pick up. So if you did start your gym one day, say, I like this that happened at this gym and that gym did that well and kind of make a model that, is the best of everything. Exactly. And especially, I don't know if opening a gym in San Diego is the smartest thing because there's two millions of them over here. But again, to find like a good business model where I feel that I can stand for all these paths and then maybe incorporate a little bit of the Swedish, let's all get together and help each other <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. Listen, part of it. Okay. That so the, this, this hypothetical gym that maybe started one day, you know, where would it be if not in San Diego? Is there other, any other places? And would it be in the States, I suppose? Yeah, that is a good question. And that I'm going to have to hold on to until I have figured my life out a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Outside of jujitsu, do you have any time to do anything else for fun? Especially in San Diego. I know it's really nice and there's some uh, really cool things to do there. Yeah, the thing is that I am fairly nerdy and I love training jujitsu. So for me also, it's like a social thing to go and hang out at, that's again the gym hopping right i go to open mats and then i meet people that i like and we hang out and we train a little bit maybe take a lunch after maybe go hang out at the beach but my life is pretty much jujitsu all day every day that's and fun, i like yeah. that and keeping it that way right <laughs> exactly it's my passion like it's constantly in my head i'm constantly thinking about Okay, okay, today I'm going to teach kids. So let's think about what was the past today. Okay, we're going to do guard. So we've been doing this and this. How do we develop that to the next step? Or today I'm teaching the women's class. Okay, it's more self-defense. Let me think about that for a little bit. Okay, I have a competition coming up. What's my biggest goal right now for myself to broadcast or showcast? Show, show, uh, showcast? Yeah. Showcase. <laughs> Showcase. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> You know, a sport like jujitsu or combat sports or just being close to someone, it can be intimidating 
you know, at times, do you think there's a way that, I guess to make it not so intimidating for new people or even for ladies. I know ask if I asked my wife to come to a jujitsu class, I don't know if she would be open to that. Is there a fix for that? I believe that putting on like small little maybe workshops or self-defense courses just to get girls very comfortable in having, first of all, other females close to them and then realizing the power that we have. Like it's not... It's not that complicated. It's about creating distance. I always say that's the main thing in the beginning. You got to create distance so you can get out or create distance so you can start deflecting the other person. And uh, I just got certified in the self-defense for females by um, Donna Gonzalez from 10th Planet. And I'm trying to like build a little bit network now too, where I can have small, small group trainings where maybe ladies come together and just uh like a, a workplace that like, we want to learn some basic self-defense and then of course i'm always going to sneak in a little bit of jiu-jitsu and that this is what we do this is how incredible it can feel to be able to protect yourself and especially when you're on your back too which is yeah probably going to end up if you get assaulted or somebody trying to rape you the ability to know how to move on the ground i think it's super important just if it's just for the sake of getting away do you train any striking no not anymore I had a, a small like thought that I wanted to do MMA in my yeah. early 20s, but I got injured, fell on my shoulder, like it separated my AC joints pretty bad and never really got back to it. I didn't have any really good training partners back home either. It was either they were punching me super hard or they weren't doing anything and they just let me do jiu-jitsu. So I just realized that maybe I'll stay on the jiu-jitsu path. Even though I did do the combat jiu-jitsu medusa tournament that was in mexico we had a couple of months ago but also getting slapped in the face when you're sitting in a triangle i don't know man that's <laughs> yeah i don't know if it's my thing <laughs> i mean did you train for that like going up or just be like i'll just deal with it whenever i get to the tournament no i trained for it and i remember the first time i got hit in my face so hard that my ears was ringing and i was thinking like Shit, oops okay let's see if let's see if i can <laughs> recover from this because it is different. It's just not the same, especially when somebody coming at you hardcore with a open hand and just a little bit of that thumb side and just keeps humping at you. And because yeah. I like deep half, I realized quick that I have to change my game a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, so this morning I was at my at my gym and there was two of the guys there and they were there's like Krav Maga classes that they train there, which is like straight, you know, self-defense, eye gouging, all of the, the things. Right. And so yeah. there was one of the uh, one of the purple belts was kind of teaching one of the Krav instructors some things specifically for self-defense and and just how we how we would work for those real life scenarios where it's, it's like life and death. But you just got to adjust some things. But I feel like self-defense and combat jujitsu. I mean, that's that's good training that would relate yeah, to real life. And just to realize, too, how, how do I protect myself? And again, either get one strike in and get out or find yourself positioning better where you can actually attack. Mm -hmm. All right. So just a reminder, Sophia, she'll be competing at submissions on the shores taking place in Texas city at the Booker T world gym arena Saturday, March 19th. That's going to be on fight TV or you can attend it in person. Uh, she's out in San Diego at Hanu Brazilian Jiu Jitsu right now, but I'm excited to, to get you down here as well. Is there anything else that you would like to share today? No, I just want everybody to follow me on my social media. And if you're ever in San Diego, remember that I teach at so many different gyms. I have all the opportunities. So 
I have an extra room in my house. If you need to come and stay somewhere, just hit me up. We'll figure it out, okay? Jiu-jitsu for everybody. That's my goal. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much for making time today. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me.